Welcome to No Judgments Here, the most listened to podcast by three different people. Nice. I am your host, Mike. With me once again, Mr. William Hendricks. Sir, how are you this evening? We're back. We're we are back. back. Glad to be and back, man. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a month of Sundays, as Douglas Murray would say. Yes, most definitely. We have been on an extended hiatus, work, life, school. Um, thankfully, the school portion is coming to an end. Good. And uh, how much we got left? I am officially done on the 9th. Nice. Yes. They are having a graduation ceremony on the 10th, but it's at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's in Grand Island, so I'm skipping that. What? Yeah. You got to go to your they, graduation. They all just mail me my diploma in the mail. Boo. Yeah. It is what it is. It's okay. I didn't want people to have to take off of work and drive that far and all that other good stuff, so I'm okay with it. I'm perfectly fine with it. Congrats. Thank you. What's what's next in the life? Uh, I guess try to find a job. <laughs> Have you been searching yet? No. No. Nope, I haven't. You know, I still got the uh the the job I got now, which, you know, I'm it's not bad money for a part-time job and you know, um I got a sugar mama, you know, mm-hmm. so um, there's really no huge rush, but obviously I want to, you know, I want to work. I want to contribute. So, and there's the whole entire, you know, we want to move. So it's just figuring out exactly where we're going to go. So. And when, when do you plan on moving? Um, it'll be about a year. About a year. Yep. Yep. It'll be next year. You will be gone. Probably January or February of 2023. 2023. Okay. Yep. Where to okay. is still up for debate. So how have you been? Hello? Yeah, I lost you. Huh. Are you there now? Yeah, can you hear me? Ah, technical difficulties. Yes, I, you are back. You are louding. Everything is money. So how have you been? Yeah, uh, been well. Uh, just uh, doing the work thing uh-huh. and uh, not a lot else. Uh, you know, the, the wife is getting more pregnant. Happens. And yep. No, I think it's, it's, it's that time of the year where it feels like hibernation season is upon us. Yes, but I I can't complain. It was a beautiful weather week. I think Nebraska had the same. It was a beautiful. So yes, most well. definitely, it was very very nice. Um, I'm not ready for the cold weather, um, but you know, got to get used to it. So right on. Well, you know, a lot has happened in in the world of music in the last month. Hasn't been that long. I think so. When the last time we recorded was. I think it was the first week of November. Hmm. Let's see. Do, 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 do. 
It was around November 10th. Yeah, yes. Took uh, one, two, three weeks off. Yeah. That's been a little crazy, obviously. Yeah. Understood. Um, So let's uh, run down some news, Mike. I'm not going to just – we can't just blast the news. In fact, we're going to freeform it a little bit because we we just – we're just going to talk. I think it's just a good episode to shoot the shit. Yes. I mean, just kind of talk about what's going on. So let's, uh, what we should start with is I'll go ahead and start to say that Adele is back. Yeah. I think that's very exciting news for music. Um, she posted the biggest selling week of the year. And in fact, her biggest selling week was so big that she now has the best selling album of 2021 which is absolutely amazing she sold 650,000 copies in its first week uh, that's basically unheard of these days um, and it's amazing to me that nobody else has even cracked 500,000 albums sold in the year 2021 uh, so Adele is still a powerhouse out there um, on top of that she has announced a residency in Las Vegas uh, happening every weekend from January to April, except for, uh, I believe it's February 18th and 19th. Uh, so if you're headed out to, uh, yep, February 18th and 19th, uh, pretty good gig if you can get it. I mean, if you can, I mean, that's, that's gotta be a musician's dream. Like just yeah. set up shop, have people come to you, only work on the weekends, good to go. Fucking, that's amazing. That's, that should be the goal. Um, so that's what she'll, um, if you wanted on February 25th and 26th, you could go and see Metallica one night and see Adele the next night, or you can see Adele one night and see Billy Joel the next night. There's going to be all kinds of options like that, uh, in Vegas. So we'll start there with Adele. Congrats to her. Uh, yeah. next, to say here, Mike, because we already know how much we hate it. Uh, but your boy is really oh, upset. Uh, that his remake of The Last Resort by Papa Roach was not nominated for a Grammy. And on top of that, he decided to take some shots at the other artists in the best rock category, which I don't think makes a lot of sense. I don't know why you got to insult the people that were nominated uh, just because you were not nominated for a song that is 20 years old at this point. Uh, so the Grammys uh, announced their nominees over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've looked, take a look at the list. There's like 12 best album uh, nominees, which I thought was excessive. Um, Billie Eilish, who I was really disappointed in her album, is one of the biggest nominees of the year. I think she had six nominations overall, including uh, the best album of the year. You want to go through yeah. that list real quick? So, uh, because it's something oh, we, we do at- not, it's not something we listen to. Album of the year, yeah. Album of the year. So we got "We Are" by John Batiste, mm-hmm. "Love for Sale" Tony Bennett and Lady mm-hmm. Gaga. Mm-hmm. Your your boy Justin Bieber up there with "Justice." Yeah. "Planet Her" by Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. "Happier Than Ever" by Billie Eilish. "Back of My Mind" by H E R, who I really like. Yeah. Um, "Montero" by Little Nas X. Sour, Olivia Rodrigo, which we know is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, Evermore by Taylor Swift. Very, very solid album. Um, Donda by the most overrated rapper of all time, (laughs) Kanye West. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I the only thing I, I want to win out of this is Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know if she's going to. It feels like it's it's become a Taylor Swift award as of late. Yeah, um, it's. I'm not sure what. Look at all the names under like Justin Bieber. <laughs> I mean, there's like 150 names under his uh, nomination there. Yeah, um, I mean, that's it. I mean, a list of engineers and mixers and um, songwriters. I'm guessing uh, people that also are do guest spots on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a lot. Then you look at like uh, Billie Eilish, who has like three lines. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, three lines. I mean, even look at all the people that are under Taylor Swift. You know, Evermore was a very, very solid album. So, I mean, I think uh, you're right why uh, Olivia Rodrigo should win because that that album is phenomenal. It's it's a Taylor Swift show. Yeah, I think so. Now I want to look at the rock nominees. Yeah, let's look at the good stuff. Let's look at the good stuff. Okay, here we go. So we got Best Rock Performance. So for that's for a new vocal or instrumental solo, duo, group, or collaborative rock recording. So that's for a song, right? Yeah. Um, Shot in the Dark by ACDC. Uh, know You Better from the Black Pumas. Nothing Compares to You by Chris Cornell, which is, you know, a 30, 33, 34-year-old song. Mm-hmm. Alms by Deftones and Making a Fire from Foo Fighters. It, the weird thing I find about that Chris Cornell, I feel like that cover, not only is it like a 35-year-old song, but I feel like the Chris Cornell version is multiple years long, old as well. I'm, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be at least 10 years ten years old. Boy, that's a nominee. That's weird. This feels like a Foo Fighters victory. I, I, I suppose the Black Pumas could... Uh, I pulled the upset. I guess that wouldn't be in a, a complete surprise, but it, it seems like a two, two horse race in this particular category. So you're counting out Deftones. Yeah, I'm counting out Deftones. Uh, they are oddly enough, com- uh, they are nominated for both best rock performance and best, best metal, metal performance. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So best metal for performance for new vocal or instrumental solo duo group or collaborative metal recordings you have genesis with the deftones the alien with dream theater amazonia with gojira pushing the tides mastodon and the triumph of king freak uh rob zombie uh-huh. and i it makes you wonder why one song from deftones would be metal and another one would just be rock yeah that doesn't make much sense yeah, it's kind of strange. Best rock song. So this is a songwriters award. Yeah. Did you see the number one list and song on there? Yeah, all my favorite songs by Weezer. Which yeah, by Weezer. I don't really consider a rock song. <laughs> well, I mean, number two is Kings of Leon, the Bandit. Uh, yeah, it's Samantha up in there. That's good. Yeah, Distance is good. Find My Way, Paul McCartney. Um, and waiting on award, Dave Grohl. There we go, Foo Fighters. So we got two different Foo Fighter songs. Best rock album. <laughs> I like this for albums containing at least fifty-one percent playing time of new rock, hard rock, or metal recordings. Fifty-one <laughs> percent, Mike. What does that even mean? <laughs> So only half. It means over half the album has to be new. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, all right. So Power if it's up. if if it's, it's if it's a ten song well, album, six of those songs have to be new songs. No one sings like you anymore as a covers album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's deceased, so they're not new tunes. Right. Okay. Um, so you got a Power live up. album. By ACDC, Capital Cuts, Live from Studio A by the Black Pumas, No One Sings Like You Anymore, Chris Cornell, Medicine at Midnight, uh, Foo Fighters, McCartney 2, Paul McCartney, McCartney 3. Oh, yeah. This is, that's Foo Fighters, 100%. Has to be. Well, as we all know, the Grammys are um, pretty, um, pretty whack, pretty stupid. Mm. Um, I will agree with the whole entire let's not nominate Jarris Johnson. Because, um, <laughs> like you said, I mean, it's not even, I mean, it's a cover. Never mind. But then again, Chris Cornell, mm-hmm. you know, is in there with cover album, with the cover album and a cover song. Um, so why isn't Last Resort by Jarris Johnson nominated for a Grammy? And well, where think... is and where is MGK? Oh, I bet MGK is nominated for something, but I am surprised to see he was not on the album of the year or the record of the. Or let's see if he's on the record of the year. So we got record, go. album, and song. So album. He's not on either record or album. Let's see if he's no. on song. I thought I saw him, but he, he doesn't appear to be on song either. No, he's not Is on song. New artist? No. Pop? Nope. Maybe he's on rap? No, surely he's not on rap. He hasn't done a rap album in I don't know how long. So maybe, I guess he was not nominated for anything then. That's kind of strange, right? After the year he had... Oh, I mean, he was phenomenal, right? <laughs> I know you don't like him, but he was <laughs> one of the main dudes in rock I mean, over the past year. He is the greatest rapper alive. It doesn't appear that he's nominated for anything. Huh. Well, that's a travesty. It is a shame. We should uh, write a letter, strongly worded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going through this and looking here. Yeah. Best rap album, by the way, J. Cole, Drake, Nas, Tyler, the Creator, and Kanye West. Fucking Kanye. Um, yeah. Best country album, Brothers Osborne, Mickey Guyton, Miranda Lambert, Sturgill Simpson, and Chris Stapleton. I think that's about it. That's it. Uh, man, we they spent didn't, a lot more they time that's okay. on the Grammys than I thought we would. I'll talk about the Grammys all day. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I don't see I don't see MGK listed anywhere. So I'm gonna uh-huh. say that he was not nominated. There's gonna be somebody that's gonna be very very upset by that. He probably doesn't I... even know. Who, Machine Gun Kelly or Douglas Murray? Douglas Murray. Hmm. Machine Gun Kelly slams the Grammys following snub. Here we go. What the oh. fuck is wrong with the Grammys? says MGK. 
Uh, MGK was entirely snubbed from the 2022 Grammy nominations on Tuesday. And if his Twitter account is any indication, he is not too happy about it. WTF is wrong with the Grammys, the rocker tweeted, once this year's crop of nominees was announced. So that's two people who feel, who feels, uh, what's the word, snided? What's the Slide, word? Slided. Slided. Thank you. Slided, yeah. thank you. Uh, his 2020 uh, collaborative pop punk album with Travis Barker uh, would have been eligible for in a number of rock categories, but lost out on being recognized in likes of the favor of Black Pumas, ACDC, Foo Fighters, Chris Cornell, and Paul McCartney. Um, John Batiste leads with the most overall nom- nominations this year with 11 total nods. John Who? Batiste. Who? Isn't that the uh, the uh, the musical uh, Seth? Uh, not Yes. No, uh, Colbert. Isn't that Colbert's musical person? John Batiste? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. But he, so MGK did take home the award for best rock album at the 49th annual American Music Awards. So there you go. Well, I've never, I haven't listened to any of that album. So I don't know. I may actually like it. Which one? Uh, MGK. You you never listened to that? Nope. Oh, I'm surprised. You didn't even give it a shot? Nope. Nope. Okay. okay. Nope. All right. Nope. Not at okay. all. Now, Mike, you are t- not on Spotify, correct? At all? Um, No, just to listen to uh, a couple of podcasts. That's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, your uh, Spotify rap. Tell me about that. Yeah, Spotify Rap came out. Uh, it's something that people love to share on social media, including myself. I put it on my Twitter and my Instagram this week. Uh, came out. Uh, I listened to over 107,000 minutes of music. I feel like uh, in previous years, you could look at um, your, compare it to other years, but I have not uh, figured out a way to do that just yet to see, because I think that the 107,000 is actually pretty low on my end. Um, I think I've been much, much higher uh, previously, but that's okay. Uh, my number one band this year was the Beatles, Mike. That's my most listened to band, uh, mainly due to the fact that we play back Blackbird every single night uh, for yeah. Pearl to go to sleep. But I will also say I feel like 95% of the time I use Apple uh, and not Spotify to play Blackbird, but apparently I listened to it 1,212 times this year on Spotify. So I guess I'm not really doing what I expected to do. Um, outside of that, uh, the, my top artists were the usuals, uh, the Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, Allison Chains and Warrant uh, were the top two out of five. And then my top tracks uh, were mainly songs from the eighties. And that's because uh, we, we listen to a lot of playlists, as you know, and I have an extensive amount of playlists. The band that showed up on most of my playlists on the most of most playlist was Pearl Jam, which is not a surprise. But Blackbird, Cherry Pie was my number two song of the year, Mike. Dance All Days, Don't You Forget About Me, St. Elmo's Fire. Um, and then you had to get a little bit lower to start singing stuff from 2021. Uh, Trouble's Coming from uh, Royal Blood, number 21. Um, let's see here. Who else? Uh, no Set of Mine was number 29. Dad Vibes came in at number 31 from Limp Biscuit. Shame, shame from the Foo Fighters at 33. Um, let's see here. 
Corey Taylor, Highway 666, 42. Making a fire from the Foo Fighters at 45. Uh, Black Eyes Blue, Corey Taylor at 48. Quite a bit of Foo Fighters on here. Uh, there's Typhoons at number 56. And we'll just we'll just take the next song. And so it went, uh, featuring Tom Morell with the uh, Pretty Reckless at 66. Nice. Yeah. So, so Apple does do something similar. Do they? Yeah. Apple Replay is what it's called. Apple so, Replay. Yeah. So keeping track of all 972 hours of music that I've listened to this year. Um, so they come back with a playlist. So my number one song was Typhoons. Number two was I Get It by Chevelle. Um, number four was Boilermaker by Royal Blood. Number five is Trouble Coming. Africa is number six by Toto. Jesse's Girl is number seven. Brutal is number eight. Atone is number nine. And number ten is Devil is a Woman by Bishop Gunn. Hmm. That's my top ten. Huh. My number one artist that I've listened to this year is Alice in Chains. There you go. Then The White Buffalo. Then Rise Against. Chris Stapleton, Royal Blood, Zeppelin, Metallica, Tool, Cantrell, and Pearl Jam. Well, you know, this is, you've got me very intrigued. I'm trying to figure out what my Apple uh, login is because I I don't actually know what it is. So let me see here. That's interesting. uh, Now, how long has this been happening? Um, Is this this something that's new? No, I think it's gone. Oh, yeah, here we go. So I can go back to, looks like 2018. Wow. Well, I'm just, this is exciting. But Well, 2018, only 2018 gives me the, just a playlist. It doesn't give me the ranking. Let's see what 2020 does. Oh, it says I haven't listened to enough music to generate a playlist. What? Really? Well, you did listen to 100,000 minutes of Spotify. Yes, but I also listened to Apple. This is crap. I don't know. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, so it doesn't give me the rankings for 2020. But the first album on my 2020 Apple Music replay is Wood by Alice in Chains. And then Heaven Beside You. And then 23 from Highly Suspect. And what is this called again? Apple what? Apple Replay. Apple Replay. I just Google searched Apple Replay. And it took me to the login. I would think that if you open the music app on your phone and went to listen now, that it would be on there, but maybe it's not. Yeah. Well, son of a gun. Nope, it's not on there. Yeah, no, I've never seen. 
You search for Apple Replay, Apple, and how long? Do, do a Google much, search for Apple Replay. No, I did. I mean, uh, it's telling me I haven't listened to enough music, which is crazy to me. Are you sure you're using the right Apple ID? You don't have more than one, do you? No, I just have one. Well, this is a bummer. I even have playlist. Hmm. Well, that's okay. I'm gonna mess with it more. I don't mean I may not have any way to mess with it more if it's, it's if it's just completely denying me. That's okay. That's fine. Right. I'm not hurt. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, fine. it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, Mike. Moving on from this, are, are we right? Are we good to move on? Yeah. Um, tours, tours, Yo, tours, wow. Wow. tours. Boy, Crazy. it is getting busy, Mike. It's yes. 2022 is going right ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a month away. Mm-hmm. It is a month away. How many concerts you got lined up right now? Just two? Uh, nope, nope. I've got a total of four for 2022 so far. Okay, go ahead and go through this. So I've got Casey Donahue Band on oh, yeah. January 13th. Nice. With uh, with my middle daughter, who is a huge Casey Donner, Don, uh, Donahue fan. And is this in Lincoln? That is in Lincoln at the Bourbon. Okay. Um, number, and then let's see, in March, I have two concerts. I'm going to see Greta Van Fleet and Rival mm-hmm. Sons at the CHI Health Center. Okay. And then also going to see Tool. And I don't know who the opening band is. Um, at the CHI Health Center in Omaha. And then a concert that was just secured this week for April 22 of 2022 at First Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota. A band that is very, very high on both of our lists. Uh And coincidentally enough, we'll be seeing that concert together. Mm. Royal motherfucking blood. Yes, sir. Fuck yeah. I yes, think uh, you and I searched for uh, pre-sale codes all day long on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Finally came up with one about 8 o'clock at night and got us, secured us some tickets. Very, very excited about that one. Um, there is a question of your availability that night. Yeah. Um, hopefully it works out and that's a big weekend for you. Um, what do you, and, and then the fourth concert is actually a festival, which would be louder than life. Yeah, there you go. Uh, our, speaking our of louder first... than life, yeah, um, Denny Wimmer presents is already announcing a music lineup next week. Uh, we will find out their first festival lineup. Um, Welcome to Rockville is happening in May. The week before Memorial Day weekend, and they are announcing their full lineup on December 8th. Uh, we already know that the Foo Fighters, Kiss, Guns N' Roses, and Corn are the headliners. Uh, very intrigued to see what else is out there because not only is it cool to see a lineup, but it's going to tell us, it's going to give us a lot of clues as to what tours unannounced are going to be out there in the month of May and June. So I'm very, very very intrigued to see what's happening with that. Um, so I will say I'm very hopeful that I can attend this Royal Blood concert. I went ahead and I looked at flights because we do have nonstop flights to Minneapolis. But unfortunately, I couldn't really find anything great 
for that particular Friday. Uh, there's one flight coming going from XNA to Minneapolis at 5 p.m. that lands in Minneapolis at 6 50. Uh, but mm-hmm. there was not a nonstop option on Saturday, which is problematic. And the reason why it's problematic is because today I secured a ticket or my or our, one of our friends secured a ticket uh, for us to see Garth Brooks here at Razorback mm-hmm. Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas on Saturday, April 23rd. Um, you know, we talked about the Lincoln edition. He sold 70,000 tickets today in the first 90 minutes. Now, I will say uh, Lincoln, I think, was nearly an instant sellout. Yeah. Uh, the Fayetteville show the last time I checked was around two thirty or three and there were still uh, quite a few single tickets available in the upper levels of Razorback stadium. So it didn't sell out as quick as I thought it would, but 70,000 in 90 minutes is, is still very impressive. Right. No, I mean, it definitely, it, it is huge. I mean, anytime that any artist can sell out a stadium and now how many people does Razorback stadium hold? Uh, less than 80,000. I'm, I'm thinking somewhere okay. between right around 76, 77,000. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still, I mean, obviously it's a uh, massive amount of people. And, uh, you know, he is probably one of the few artists that can do that. I, I the only. Think. The, the only. only. You, think, you think he is the only? The only. He's the only artist that could come to Razorback Stadium and sell 70,000. There's nobody else. I was having a conversation with this uh, with a uh, coworker today. There's nobody else. Like if the Rolling Stones that's played a Fayetteville show, uh, they would eventually sell out the stadium, but it wouldn't be seventy thousand. It'd probably be more. They, they, you know, they'd have a lot of areas roped off or blacked uh-huh. out due to stage confinement or whatever. I'm trying to say there. It, it'd probably be more like a fifty thousand uh, seat to set up. Yeah. Instead of seventy thousand, they're definitely not going to sell fifty thousand tickets in ninety minutes. I, I just don't think there's anybody else that can do what Garth Brooks does when it comes to selling tickets. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, thinking about it, I can't think of anybody else that could do it. I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't think that George Strait show is sold out yet here. Yeah, I mean, they, and my coworker today mentioned George Strait. And I was like, no, nah, I mean, he's playing Little Rock in February, and I don't believe the Little Rock show is sold out. I just don't. Uh, George Strait, uh, you know, toured stadiums back in his his heyday, but it's yeah. not his heyday anymore. He does sporadic shows, and he, I just don't think seventy thousand people need to go see George Strait in a stadium. Well, setting. wait, hold hold on. You think today is Garth Brooks' heyday? No, it's not his heyday, but okay. Garth Brooks is still in that mode where he can sell out anywhere he wants to play. Um, there's just a fact that Garth just has a way. He's a master at promotion, and he just oh. has a way to do what George George Strait's not a master at promotion that I know of. He's so, just a good old country boy. Right. I'm going to throw out a, hypo- a hypothetical here. Go ahead. Now... We know how fast artists like Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift sell out arenas. Mm-hmm. Do you think a Taylor Swift, if she did a stadium tour, could sell out like Garth? Not like Garth. She does stadium tours, so we should she say does? that. She oh, does wow. do stadium tours. That. She sells very well, without a doubt. And, and Ed Sheeran's another guy who sells very well. 
but they could yeah, not move. They could not move the volume that Garth Brooks does. I, I just don't think there's anybody else that can do it. Yes, Taylor Swift would eventually can eventually sell a stadium, but it's not going to happen in the first act. She she's not going to sell. There's no stadium where she's going to sell seventy thousand tickets in ninety minutes. Um, that's why you know these artists who do stadium shows generally outside the Rolling Stones. Uh, someone like Taylor or Ed Sheeran, they announce a tour a year in advance. Yeah. Um, and then it's a slow crawl to eventually get the tickets sold. Well, that's not how Garth Brooks does it. And uh, I I think we were – I think the Garth show was announced the last time we did this show. Because um, it, it's, it's actually kind of strange that Garth has gone ahead and announced his tour date because it's still six months away. Right. And I think the Lincoln show was announced, like, what, within two months uh, no, no, it was longer than that. You sure? Uh huh. Yeah. The show was in September, right? August. It was in August. We're gonna look this up because I was gonna say he usually announces shows within like ninety days of when they're gonna happen. I, I feel that's, like it was. That's how he did his I entire. Feel like, I feel like it was arena. April. Okay. Well, I may be wrong, but I feel like it was in May and the show was in August. Mm. Well, let's Maybe. see here. I'm trying to see. May 12th. Okay. May 12th for August 14th. So June, July, August, it was three months. Three months. Yeah. And so he announced this two weeks ago for April. Um, so December, January, February, March—that's five months. So I mean, that is a pretty significant change uh, yeah. from the way he used to do it, huh? So you got Royal Blood, you got Garth Brooks, you got Louder Than Life. Do you have any other concerts in 2022 set up? Oh no! I mean, right now, obviously, my year is pretty. F- up in air Uh, i'm not going to concerts in the first quarter due to the baby and then it's gonna have to be pretty limited for the year i'm I'm, to me my goal is a max of 15 concerts obviously there's gonna be four days there with louder than life Uh Uh, you throw in garth that's five you throw in royal blood that's six and now all of a sudden uh you you had to put in a rage against machine i'm most likely going to see that either in kansas city or st louis may 18th or may 20th that's seven uh i definitely want to go check out the pearl jam tour obviously uh that's eight um and so all of a sudden all my concerts are halfway booked up halfway booked Um, up right yeah so it's going to be difficult uh so far the amp hasn't really announced anything extraordinary uh Mm -hmm. that i just have to uh, have to be at Um, the backstreet boys will be there uh, Matchbox Twenty and uh, and uh, and uh, the Wallflowers will be there. I love Matchbox Twenty. Uh, today they announced uh, REO Speedwagon and Sticks. They announced uh, Five Seconds of Summer. Um, Morgan Wallen's going to be there. Uh, Chicago and Brian Wilson are doing a joint tour. They're going to be there. I think they're up to like ten concerts already, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, for for December, uh, but nothing like really just must attend has been mm-hmm. put on the on the schedule just yet. So I, I think, I mean, again, the, the stadium tour is out there. Um, I, I may have to skip that, unfortunately. Um, and we're just going to have to, it's going to be a wait and see approach to see how patient I can be. 
regarding the concerts. If 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 I am going to see fifteen, how I'm going to squeeze fifteen in, and basically a a, a nine month time frame there. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, because with you obviously not doing anything in the first quarter, that will be difficult. But hey, I want to help you get that. <laughs> that's that's all I can. I mean, Jerry Contrell's out there. I know. Uh, I can't figure out how to get death to him. Tones, I, I don't know. Death tones are death out tones, there. Yeah, freaking death tones are out there. Jeez, Louise, man. It's I mean, there's. Difficult. I mean, that raids against machine. Obviously, I would like to see that as well. Um, when's that one? May eighteenth or May twentieth, Kansas City and St. Louis. Gotcha. And like I've stated, I Pearl Jam has just said that their tour is starting in May, um, uh-huh. and it includes St. Louis, Oklahoma City, and Nashville. Uh, so if they can find a way to put that Oklahoma City or St. Louis date the same week that Rage is in Kansas City or St. Louis, man, that's that's an awesome week in my mind. Yeah, and that's something I would have to do. Definitely. I like that. Right on. What other tour news? The amp is up to 11 concerts, by the way. 11. So that's, oh, okay. that's pretty good. So yeah. for King and Country, Jimmy Buffett, Steely Dan and Steve Winwood, REO Speedwagon and Sticks, uh, the Backstreet Boys, Chicago and uh, Brian Wilson, Matchbox 20 with the Wallflowers, Five Seconds of Summer, Keith Urban, Morgan Wallen, and Goo Goo Dolls, Blue October. Is there uh that's their uh, lineup so far. I mean, okay. I mean, nothing there really excites me. No, again, it, it hasn't been great yet. I haven't seen, and it's not just the amp. I haven't really seen any amazing summer tours announced just yet. So I think we're still kind of waiting to see what's going to be out there. And, and there is a little bit of, I would imagine there's a little bit of, a bouncing out that these promoters have to do because tours that postponed from 2020 to 2021 and then postponed from 2021 to 2022, much like this Google Goo to tour. I think the Backstreet Boys tour was also a 2020 holdover. So you have like three different years uh, trying to, to fit into one year. So it's kind of interesting uh, to right. see how they'll do that. Uh, like you stated, you're seeing tool, Ghost and Volbeat are out there. Uh, right. Oh, Iron Maiden announced a big tour. Uh, that's going to include Tulsa. This is a September tour. Uh, Trivium will be opening up that particular show. Um, let's see. Foo Fighters just announced a stadium tour. Foo Fighters announced a stadium tour. Not playing anywhere close uh, to me. Um, disappointed they're not playing the amp. I would like to see them at the amp. I, I you know, they're they had a Minneapolis uh, show. Uh-huh lined up and they immediately canceled it because the uh, stadium would not uh, agree to their COVID uh, restrictions, which is very strange to me, very strange by a Minneapolis uh, stadium. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, what else is out there? Oh, see, they're playing in Denver in August. I think so that the, the Mind Chemical Romance ever uh, re-announced their tour dates. Hmm. That's a good question. I really don't. I, I feel like they did, but twenty twenty two. Hmm. There we go. Let's just go to their website. 
So, yeah, it looks like beginning of May, they're in the UK, in Europe, then starting in August in Philadelphia, Boston, Detroit, St. Paul on uh, the 15th. It's just sold out. Did they reschedule? Yep, that September 30th in Denver sold out. So, yeah, they rescheduled their tour, but it's not until, you know, the latter half of. Yeah. 2022 but one that i don't know maybe i should have kept the tickets to but i had a hard time holding tickets for two years yeah that's pretty difficult you know so just with the you know who knows what's going to go on obviously uh we're never going to get rid of uh covid i mean it's never going to be fully eradicated i just it's going to it's it's going to be here folks. So, you know, it's just a matter of people being smart, getting vaccinated, doing what they need to do to try to stay as healthy as they can. So still up in the air, still, still kind of wary about concerts these days. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just being pessimistic. Uh, no, I mean, I think we know why, um, pretty obvious i mean people are still dying people are still getting sick and there's a lot of people out there unvaccinated so yeah makes perfect sense yep um let's see here oh man i gotta be a subscriber i was gonna say billboard has an an article the year in touring charts 2021 the rolling stones return to glory with the number one track but you have to have a, a subscription in order to read the article but it does remind me uh there's a um a new documentary out there for people that they should watch, uh, The Beatles, a oh, uh, documentary geez. on Disney Plus, uh, directed yes. by Peter Jackson. Um, you watched the full thing, correct? Yes. Yes. I, I finished it all up on Wednesday night. Okay. Do you want to give a, uh, a somewhat wow, review? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you are interested in how music is created, um, this is the documentary that you want to watch. Um, for those of you that don't know, this was recorded back in 1969. It's uh, the Get Back Sessions. Um, the Beatles had just got done not too far from that, uh, before that recording the White Album, which was very, very difficult for them. They had a lot of creative differences during that time. Um, and it kind of bleeds over a little bit into the front part of this these recording sessions there's they're still tense um but it it irons itself out as time goes on um it was roughly about seven hours long for the whole thing um so both parts are out right now all three parts are out oh okay i thought they were i thought they were being spread out (laughs) for some reason i i think well it it debuted on thanksgiving night Mm-hmm. So I think it went Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. So, um, again, it was simply, I mean, it was fascinating. I mean, to so you see watched these, the entire seven hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Each night I watched a part of it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, it was, it, it was amazing to see how, the dynamic between all of them and how really basically they just created music. 
Um, you know, they would come in there with bare bones of a song. It may only be a, a guitar riff. It may be part of a lyric. Um, and they would just, I mean, they would just improvise. They would just feed off of each other and just create right there on the spot. Now, there was some parts where Paul kind of had a vision of what was supposed to be played. And George Harrison didn't like how Paul was addressing him during that time. And he actually quit the band for a few days, went home, packed up his guitar, took his ball, went home and said, I'm done. Um, They got him back. But I mean, it was by the end of it, you know, they were all smiling and getting along. This was the leads up to that rooftop concert. The first, the last ever public performance by the Beatles, um, which was, was really cool, you know, to watch that whole thing play out the whole concert and how the cops got involved and how it got shut down. And I mean, well worth the time invested watching it. I, I wasn't bored at all, mm. but that's just me. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Number one. Um, and watching this documentary, I came away with even more respect for those guys and how they created music. You know, you, you often heard that it was Lennon and McCartney, you know, and then George Harrison obviously wrote some songs and wrote some really good songs. Um, but you would think it was just them in a room writing it, but that wasn't the case. It was all of them and them feeding off each other and just creating new shit. I mean, it was, it was so cool. Yeah, the things I did notice each time they song that Peter Jackson did a good job or whoever its idea was, they would let us know what the song was and then who wrote the song and over and over and over again. It was Lennon McCartney. And then I I enjoyed the part where he was watching like a, I think it was a World War Uh the BC. They even told what was on the documentary. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Uh, anyway, I was saying that George Harrison wrote a song watching a BBC documentary I thought was pretty cool. I enjoyed his uh, kind of talking through it with Ringo Starr um, and how he wrote a song and then introducing that song to the rest of the band, which I imagine is a really scary experience when the rest of the band is Paul McCartney and John Lennon. But I, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and they kind of talk about it, you know, they talk about a little bit about in the beginning of their career, how he felt, you know, as as a songwriter. Um, But, you know, he does kind of say, you know, I mean, he he says, you know, he's got, excuse me, so much material that that he feels is really, really good. And, you know, and then he, he even talks about making a solo album outside of the Beatles. Um, I mean, but just, again, I can't stress enough. I mean, probably one of the better documentaries that I've seen, not just music documentaries, just documentaries in general. Right. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it does get sometimes a little bit tedious where, you know, they're just sitting there and, mm-hmm. you know, there's just maybe a little bit of conversation, but 
you don't really know what's going on sometimes, but I mean, it's not that bad, not that much of the time where you're feeling like, okay, let's cut this out. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely watching it in a much uh, smaller volume than you. I'm I'm currently Uh an hour half into it. Uh, But like you stated, I really enjoy um, seeing how the, uh, what's it, what's the, what's the phrase? Like how the bacon was, uh, how the bacon was made, how the bacon was, yeah, how the bread was made, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, How the food, (laughs) whatever it's how, how the, uh, how the bacon was, how, yeah, I like it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I like I like how the bacon sizzles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense either. Now I have to look up what the saying is. How the bacon? I think it's just how the bacon is made. <laughs> how the bacon is made. Yeah. I mean, bacon is cut from the pig and cured. I mean, there's it's not complicated. Damn it, Mike! It's a <laughs> saying. Okay. Okay. But now I can't find it, so it definitely wasn't that because all I can find now is bring home the bacon. I need Doug right. Murray because Doug Murray's really good at sayings. No, um, he's not. He, <laughs> what are you talking about? He knows all the sayings. No, like he, he, he may not. He may know all the sayings. Doesn't know what they mean. <laughs> oh well, he probably doesn't know what they mean. That's true. <laughs> but when I'm trying to think of like how the cookie crumbles. Like, if I'm struggling with that, Doug is going to be right there to, like, let me know. Hey, Will, it's, it's how the cookie crumbles. and how oh, the sausage gets made. Ah, yes. There you go. Thank you. How the sausage gets made. Uh, I've kind of lost the point of what we were talking about anyway. But <laughs> I about really, how, they, how, they make, yeah. how they make the music. I really enjoy documentaries where it talks about how an album um, is put together. And I like to see how the song was actually crafted, uh-huh. the ideas of where it started, uh, to where it ended up and why the changes were made. Um, I think it's pretty fascinating. So even oh, yeah. though I'm not a huge Beatles fan, I do find this documentary to be very intriguing to watch. Um, but it's going to take me a while to get through seven hours. I have no issues with that. So I look forward to the rest of it. Uh, just a couple, uh, we'll go off of that. Uh, just a couple more tours. As I was looking at a poll star, uh, Weird Al Yankovic announced a 133 date tour, Mike. 133 yeah. dates. That's incredible. Uh, he's playing basically everywhere with that many dates, except Fayetteville. He's playing Lincoln. He's playing Tulsa. He's playing Little Rock. He's playing Dallas. He's probably playing somewhere close to your town. Uh, so if you have a chance, I saw him on his last tour. Uh, very much enjoyed it. We saw. I saw it with my brother, Michael, whose birthday is today, by the way. Happy birthday to Michael. Happy birthday, and, Michael. Yeah, and uh, it was a good show. And if you haven't seen him, I don't think I ever need to see him again, but if you haven't seen him, I mean, the man's been doing it now for like 40, 40 years, somewhere around there. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think he would have a good time if he went. Wow. Well, I'll have to check out when that uh, when that Lincoln show is and, you know, see what's going on during that time. So, uh, And Eddie Vedder announced a very small tour. Uh, yes. Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is going to be his drummer. Uh, plus, and I can't think of his name right now. Uh, but the Pearl Jam's newest guitarist, who is also Red Hot Chili Peppers' former guitarist, is also in his band. So he's got a, a pretty small, pretty awesome super group there. Um, it's like a six-date tour, so no chance for me to want to go see it. Plus, it's the week of uh, the new baby coming, so I will not be attending it. But uh, just tons of shows. And I, I, I think 
uh, over the next two weeks, we're probably going to get a lot of yeah. edit our way. Christmas and New Year's uh, holiday shows up. Well, I hope so. Uh, but hopefully they're at a time where, you know, it's not winter time and you're able to attend because I hate, again, for you to miss shows that I know that you want to go to. And also that eliminates, you know, one of my concert buddies because mm-hmm. it's basically you and my kids. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, again, I mean, exciting times. Hopefully uh, we get some some good tours out of it. I mean, we've already got some good ones coming into next year. Um, let's see what's coming forward. Uh, outside of that, Michael, go to Billboard 200, number one in Delaware at the State uh, Number two is Taylor Swift, Red Taylor's version. Number three is Drake, sort of lover boy. Number four, Silk Sonic. Uh, these are stars in the top four. Yeah. An evening with uh, Silk Sonic. Number five is our boy, Morgan Wallen. Um, six, I don't know, Summer Walker. Uh, Robert Plant's new album with Allison Cross debuted at number seven. Olivia Rodrigo, number eight. With the Christmas album number nine, uh, the lights at number ten. Ed Sheeran, Billie Eilish number thirteen. Donda number fourteen. For some reason Twenty One Pilots uh, rocketed up the charts uh, to fifteen with Skeleton Icy. And that albums we listen to. It looks like some Christmas albums are starting to make their move up the album charts. Not a surprise. Um, with really, December. really. I'm really, really surprised at, at that Robert Plant and Allison Krauss debut. I'm, I'm being that high. Surprised that it, it should being be that being that being that high. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so my. But of course, if you recall, I mean, their first album sold like five million copies or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was a smash hit. Yeah. So. It, it's good to see them back together. They also announced a tour, but not coming. I don't think there was any dates the midwest i think there were major cities on the east coast and west coast and with that i think i think i think that's all the news okay but yeah you can look up the robert plan i don't think there's anything i don't think minneapolis is on that list let's see new york michigan illinois indiana maryland Pennsylvania, georgia and then they go overseas yeah So Chicago is really about the closest. At the J. Pritzker Pavilion. Anywho, all right. Well, I mean, this is about the time that we would go through a concert history. We don't have it today. You don't? No, no, we don't. I do. Okay, let's go. Do we remember the date? <laughs> so we last recorded around the ninth. Mm-hmm. I have to get relogged in. Sorry. All right. So I saw just going backwards here. Do 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 do. do. Come on. I just had stuff up. Ah, here we go. November sixteenth. 2003, we saw Pearl Jam and nice. Midlake at the Oklahoma City uh, 
Chesapeake Energy Arena. And there we go. Um, November 9th. I already think I might have said this one. Uh, Machine Head at the Bourbon Theater. No, you definitely Matt. didn't say that. Was Machine Matt Walzik? Yep. Really? It was, it was an evening with Machine Head. What year no was No opener. That? 2015. Wow. Okay. And then four days later, on November 13th of 2015, I saw Danielle Bradbury, Brett Eldridge, and Thomas Rett wow. at the Viero Event Center in Kearney, Nebraska. Okay. Um, I went to that show because Kathy was sick. And so I had to take my daughters to see that, Courtney and Matresa. Interesting. Um, we did talk about Slipknot and Corn. Um, I remember that. There was another one on here. I know that I saw Alice in Chains, November 14th, 2006, with Hurt at Sokol mm-hmm. Auditorium. Mm-hmm. That was when they got back together. Yeah. And started touring. Um, and that's it. That's my concert history. Four concerts during that time. There you go. Now, I, I can tell you that the one for me would be Pearl Jam. Yep. Urge, Urge Overkill, November 22nd, 1993. Uh, to me, it's the concert. It's the reason why we are talking about, we, we are on this pod right now. It, it yeah. changed. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to become a musician. I, I, it did make me pick up an instrument. But it sure did make me love and have a passion for music that has never gone away. So that's that's the concert. That's the reason why we're talking about this right now. And it's the reason why I've been to over six hundred concerts was that concert. It changed it changed everything. Well, that is cool. I'm glad that uh that was the one that did it. Kind of disappointed that you don't have more. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, uh, there is more. I, I didn't. There is more. I just didn't go through the list, and I apologize. That's, that's right. my fault. Oh, another tour out there because uh, there's just so many tours. It's hard to keep yeah. up with everything. Uh, Judas Priest and Queensrÿche announced a tour together. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's the. It, a lot of its makeup dates uh, from mm-hmm. uh, last year when Richie Faulkner had his near fatal heart attack on stage. Uh, a lot of makeup dates, but I know that they were playing Oklahoma City on the tour. Uh, when it got postponed in Oklahoma City was not on the makeup dates. Um, but they're playing uh, March and April. They're playing Dallas. Uh, they're playing Vegas. They're playing Denver. Um, they're playing Nashville. But uh, nothing close enough, like no Kansas City, no St. Louis or anything like that for me to go see it. I think it'd be a cool combo, but it doesn't appear it's going to happen. And then the last thing I just want to say is Rock Richter in Belgium is slowly uh, making their lineup announcements and they keep announcing, you know, three bands here, three bands there. This, the lineup is just absolutely, it's disgusting. Like it's, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. I I mean, it starts with the headliners of Pearl Jam, uh, Metallica, uh, Imagine Dragons and 21 Pilots, plus the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Killers. And then on top of that, you get, Beck, you get the Pixies, you get Queens of the Stone Age, you get Greta Van Fleet, you get Alt J, uh, you get this upcoming band called Mode Rat, um, you get Faith No More, Young Blood, Main Skin is another. That's actually the band I was, I meant besides Mode Rat. Main Skin is an up and coming band over there in Europe. Yeah, uh, nothing but Thieves, Phoebe Bridgers, 
uh, and Royal Blood and Sun 41 with more to be announced. I mean, it's just, it's so sick, man. It's disgusting. June 30th through July 3rd in Werchter, Belgium, one of the best, greatest festivals in the world, year in and year out. Just an unbelievable lineup. <sighs> Bucket list someday. Maybe someday yeah. we'll get to go to a European festival. Bucket list for sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> Right on. So it has been forever and a day since we talked, and I do remember the albums. Yeah, that, so do that I. we were going to list to. Do I can't remember specifics about them, but I can remember <laughs> over overall feelings. Okay. So the first one was from a band called Plush, not to be mm-hmm. confused with a song title from Stone Temple Pilots. Right. Um, Plush is an all female outfit. Um, they did play at Rock, Oklahoma this past yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really, we didn't check out their set. We did not. They played, they played too played, early. Yeah, too early on that Saturday, and it was also the rain issue as well. That is correct. So, um, we did miss their set. Um, what did you think of this album? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I listened mm-hmm. to it a few times. Um, it is kind of generic. Uh, it's not as great or as good as like the Hailstorms and the Evanescence is right. the Pretty Reckless, uh, but they are for pretty females and they have some badass songs. I think Hate and I Don't Care and Athena are really good songs. I think overall the album is promising. I think if these girls can stick together and, and you know continue to make music, uh, we already know they're they're I think they're on part of this Hellstorm Evanescence uh, tour. Uh, they get to open up with Slash and Miles Kennedy next year. Um, so if they continue to just grind uh, with uh, like a hundred shows a year, I you know there I think there's a lot of promise here. They're a yeah. good rock and roll band, and I really really dig uh, the uh, the female lead singer. Not I don't know if they have I don't, I'm not sure how many actually sing, but the one that you know seems to be the main songwriter throughout each and every single uh, song. I think she's got a really powerful, strong voice. So I liked it overall. Um, I'd, I'd give it like a seven out of mm-hmm. 10. You know, it's not going to be top 10 because again, I do think it's kind of generic, generic and formulaic at this time, but to, if they can kind of make their own sound, I think there's some promise there and hopefully yeah, definitely. Yeah, a long future. Like you said, I mean, I kind of got that that vibe as well, kind of a hailstorm light, um, maybe a little bit of heart influence in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is kind of a generic album. Um, I liked Sober. I liked Athena. Hate, like you said, Better Off Alone was pretty good. Um, it, it, it was good. Walk Away is a good one. I mean... Not something that I'm going to listen to over and over again. Yeah, you said hard. I, I think they do a heart cover in their concerts, if I recall correctly. Well, they I... did do. They did do. I, I've seen them cover Alice in Chains. Okay. Um, I can't remember what song it was, but I wasn't angry at it. No, of course not. You know, they didn't butcher it enough to where I was like, okay, this is terrible. I never want to hear you again. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's one of those things that if they could build upon this and maybe branch out a little bit and do something, it's kind of hard not to be generic, right? You know, 
Um, How old are these girls? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to look that up real quick. They're South African. I didn't know that. Oh, they are? Know, this, this can't be right. Surely this is not them. I don't think this is them. Yeah, they're South African. No, I don't never think mind. This, no, no this that's not, not the right one. Yeah. You're looking at Wikipedia, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this doesn't look right. Uh, they're all under the age of 21. So, Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. I don't – yeah, this is definitely – I mean, it's not a top ten album for me. Um, it, Like I said, I've said it with other albums, it won't get a lot of replay from me. Um, I didn't even bother downloading it to my phone. And that's usually uh, a sign that I won't listen to a whole lot of it. So, uh, yeah, it, they didn't make any playlists or anything like that. So, but if it's one of yeah, those yeah. things where yeah. you know uh, one of the kids are listening to it, I won't make them change it. <laughs> They're from New York, upstate New York, all under upstate the age of New York. Wow, upstate. but still under the age of twenty-one, and you know. Um, to uh, bash on Jarris Johnson, um, I think these girls have more of a future in rock and roll than he does. <laughs> um, so, fuck you, Jarris Johnson. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of all female bands out there anymore. Uh, no, well, I mean, there's really, there's just not a long history of it. I mean, for me, the only other band that really kind of made a splash anytime recently was kitty um and that was 1999 um i'm sure i'm missing somebody over the last 20 years but i in my head i, I cannot think of an all-female band that's came around since then uh in the rock uh, yeah I, I can't no i can't think of any so that's awesome i think that's great yeah fantastic that brings us to the next album which it's from uh, Bad Wolves. The album's called Deer Monsters. Bad Wolves with their new lead singer, um, Daniel Alaskowitz, who replaced uh, Tommy Vex, who has kind of gone off as rocker with yeah. his alt-right leanings. Um, <laughs> I'll just say it. This album's boring. Nothing, <laughs> it, 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 nothing in here excited me at all. It was just while we talked about plush kind of being a generic rock and roll, I mean, mm-hmm. bad, bad wolves was totally cliche and, um, just, just boring, <laughs> boring. What'd you think? Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Um, I think generic is the proper term here. Um, so nothing stands out on the album. I was, I, I liked the new lead singer. I thought he sounded good. Especially yeah. since he's his old band, he was not the lead singer, and he was like the bassist. Um, so he seems to have a really strong rock voice, um, and it's it's really a shame that Tommy Vex just flew off the handle um, and just couldn't shut up because there is promise in this band. There are some songs. I think the uh, the you know at the, there's times with the instrumentals that they sound great. Um, I thought Tommy Vex 
made for a really good rock band singer and then he just went off his rocker so i mean there's there was some promise on this album uh, but i don't think it's going to turn any heads i don't think it's going to give them any momentum uh, yeah. they're basically having to start all over now um and i mean tommy vexed is in a, even a worse spot nobody knows the name tommy vexed they certainly aren't going to know that he's the lead singer of bad wolves but yeah i mean you know, I, I think they'll get some tours uh, and p- potentially have a chance if they can get some good good coverage or good singles out there. Um, you know, there's a couple, there's one or two songs that could be modern rock radio, but I don't listen to enough modern rock radio to know what kind of impact it will be. But, right. you know, it, I, I think the, the main term I would say for both of these albums is just generic. And yeah. most of the time generic is does lead to boredom and something that just does not get in the playlist over and over again. Right. I mean, and you know, bad wolves kind of, I think they kind of, I've seen them a couple of times, you know, with Tommy Beck and really, you know, they made their name off of a cover, you know, yeah. um, zombie, Put yeah, and a cover the after, yeah, and a cover after the lead singer of that band died. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it nothing. Even the songs that Tommy Vex did were not one hundred percent solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, again, their stuff was kind of generic. I, I like the one that he did with uh, Diamante or whatever. I can't remember what that one was called, but missed it. That just didn't really it didn't get me you know I, nothing got me fired up yeah so kind of a letdown on these on these couple of albums you know we're coming up on the end of the year where we're going to have to you know talk about every album that we reviewed in our final top 10 and you know I'd like to have a contender in the last month but I don't know if that's going to happen no, I don't know either. I don't know what it would be at this point. Yeah. So, hopefully uh, somebody can step up because, yeah, I don't even really know what's coming out soon. So, I mean, I think we're, I mean, I think we're in a dead period here with the last month of December. Uh, you got... Tom Morello just released his album yesterday or today, I should say. Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We're really pretty much kind of dead. What song is this? Comatose. Comatose. Okay. Yeah. I'm even having a hard time focusing on that. <laughs> okay. Well, we can move on then. Right on. Well, that brings us to our uh, top five list. Mm-hmm. Top five list this week was, you know, I think we started this with the top five songs of uh, Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you brought up one that's it's difficult. It is difficult just based on the sheer amount of music that these guys have put out. Um, we're going to do a top five favorite Metallica songs. Mm. Um, 
a lot of people will be like, well, I mean, you really just need to focus on the first three albums, right? Mm-hmm. First four albums. And then anything after that just kind of sucks. But you and I are kind of the opinion that at least the first seven albums, six albums, I wouldn't go reload. And mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we'll have any favorite songs off of Saint Anger. But you know, it's it's it, it's definitely a, a tough one, in my opinion. I don't know how you oh, feel it's... about it. It's very difficult. Um, in fact, uh, as much as I talk about how much I enjoy the album Load, I, I couldn't put any Load songs in the top five. Really? Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I just either. couldn't do it. And, and really, uh, you know, I, I, I had some deeper cuts for my pro gym list. Uh, my top five Metallica songs, these are not deep cuts by all, by any means whatsoever. These are tried and true the best the biggest and the best of what metallica has to offer and really it was just yeah it was just it was hard to get away from them huh well i want to do this one a little bit different okay i want you just to name your top five okay just because i'm kind of interested to see if because i don't i don't really have deep i mean i don't have they're not all hits i mean yeah. No. Okay. Go ahead. So go ahead. What are your top five? Number five is uh, Whiplash. Okay. Number four is Nothing Else Matters. Number three is Seek and Destroy. Number two is Master of Puppets. And number one is One. Wow. We do not have any of the same five songs. <laughs> Really? Yeah, for real. So, number five for me is Battery. Yeah, great song. No, number four for me is um, Holier Than Thou. Mm, okay. Number three is Fade to Black. Number two is, uh, I would have to say, uh, <laughs> True. Okay. And then number one is Blackened. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And neither one of us had a Master of Puppets. You said Master of Puppets. No, I didn't. I did. did I? Yes. Okay. It, okay. So neither one of us had Inner Sandman. Nope. Or Sanitarium. Is- or Welcome Home Sanitarium. Yeah. Entertainment was tough to leave out because of how great of a song it is. It, it is. But I just but... I couldn't put it in there. I couldn't like uh, it's possible I could put I could have put Entertainment in place of Nothing Else Matters. But man, I just think Nothing Else Matters. Like Elton John said, you know, it's a fucking perfect song, man. It's yeah, such a great yeah. song, and it was so different than obviously anything that they had ever done at that point. Um, and it it stood the test of time. It's I've just never gotten tired of that song. It's, no. it's such a great tune. No, and and what, that re, what you just said that you've never gotten tired of nothing else matters. I am tired of Inner Sandman. I'm I'm tired of Inner Sandman like I'm tired of November Rain. <laughs> you know, I mean, the song has been played out 
so many times in so many years. And, you know, when everybody talks about Metallica, that's the song they talk about. And that, I mean, it's not their best song. I mean, I, I, I don't see how anybody could convince me that it is. What is, what is so great about it? Well, look, it's a great song. I mean, it's, it's a great song. I mean, it's a sing-along. It's a banger. It's awesome live. It's a great song. It's just mm-hmm. when you look at the Metallica catalog, and I think maybe part of the reasons why it ended up not being in my top five is because it, it's it been played 15,000 times at this point, and that's right. probably why it's not in the top five. I mean, I, I, the reason why that album sold 16 million and counting is largely because of how great of a tune Inner Sandman is. No, I mean, not just because of that song, though. I mean, there right, are not just because because I they mean, followed up so with many. "Sad but True," wherever yeah. I may roam. roam. Nothing else matters. Yeah. The exactly. Unforgiven. I uh-huh. mean, it's it, it's an it's an amazing album, but it's it all starts with Inner Sandman. Um, and Inner Sandman kind of was uh, it's like it was like it was the gateway drug for Metallica to a, an entire base of fans who maybe thought they were too heavy and were not accessible to them to be to pick up the black album. And so once inner salmon became a smash hit that allowed those other tunes to also become smash hits. It was, it was their gateway drug. Was that your gateway drug to Metallica? No. Was that your introduction to Metallica? Mine was one. Okay. Which is why it's my favorite song. Right. Okay. Cause I mean, that was my introduction. I mean, I, I know I remember vaguely my buddy's older sister, listening to it she was uh she was a metalhead um and listening to uh the ride the lightning album which i think maybe kind of why i like fade to black so much Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean one was the one that was played on mtv you know i wouldn't necessarily say nonstop, but that was my first introduction to actually seeing metallica in a visual medium. So, I mean... Yeah, so I, I should say, it, it was... I guess we could, we could kind of say that Inner Sandman was the gateway because I knew one because of the video. Um, yeah. It was all over MTV. One didn't make me go get Injustice for All, and I think no. I'm like 10 years old at this point. So, yeah. one didn't make me go listen to Injustice for All. I didn't know anything about Metallica's previous albums. So, it wasn't until the Black Album... Uh, that I got into Metallica. And then even from that, it wasn't until I listened to Live Shit, Binge, and Purge that I went back and started listening to Metallica's catalog. So that's, so that that's, and Binge and Purge came out like, I think like a year after the Black Album was released somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really where everything fell into place for my love for Metallica. But one blew my mind. Um, just, I mean, how slow it was, and then when it gets into the uh, the drums with Lars there in the middle, um, in that chorus or whatever you call it, refrain—I don't know what it's called—but with James, with darkness imprisoning me, it's just a absolutely awesome part of a song, and it's it's yeah. great live as well. No, most definitely. I mean, I would love to. It's been a number of years since I saw Metallica. I think the last time I saw them, they were uh, Godsmack opened up for them. And it's been a 
That's been a while. And I, I, I meant to meant to say I was flirting with the idea of going to see them last weekend at that fight in Dallas. They ended up yeah. playing a sixteen song set. Oh wow. Um at that concert. So I'm disappointed I didn't get a, not not that concert. They ended up playing a sixteen song set at this fight uh for Triller or whatever the hell it's called. Um so I'm I'm kind of upset I didn't go see it. Well I'm upset you didn't go see it too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, disappointing. Well, I mean, yeah. So I don't think that they'll play louder than live this year because. No, definitely not. This year, they will not be there. Do you think? Do you think they do a tour in twenty twenty two? I don't think they're a touring band anymore. Um, they don't feel like they're a touring band. They're, they they announce sporadic stadium shows. Is is what I kind of think they are now. Um, and I don't. I don't. I don't envision them. Maybe because of James Hetfield's, you know, battle with addiction. Yeah. It's hard for me to envision them saying, all right, we're going to go on a four month long tour now. I, I think they're a band at this point who can announce a stadium date on a weekend and then take the next month off and announce another stadium date. And I think I kind of feel like that's going to be Metallica from here on out. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of. I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah, I shouldn't necessarily say it's a bummer, but well, it is. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. They're they're one of the premier hard rock bands in the world, and it's it's disappointing if that's true, if that theory holds correct, um, that they won't go out on like a four or five month tour where you have multiple opportunities to see them live. All right, it's a bummer. But we'll see. We'll see. Again, right now, the only show we know that they have booked in 2022, I think the only show currently outside uh, European dates is, uh, for America anyway, is February 25th in Las Vegas with Greta Van Fleet opening. Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, an interesting combo. It is. It is. I don't. I just don't see how that works. But it just seems like two different. Oh, they're very uh, different. Yeah, different. I mean, Red Van Fleet is not metal in any way, shape, or form. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Not at all. Well, that kind of wraps up this this wonderful return edition, the comeback. Um. We went quite a while. Yeah, we did. It was like an hour and 30 minutes. So we do want to give a shout out to Doug Murray. He apparently listened to us for like 5,000 minutes this year, Doug. Or Mike. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mike. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Um, Yeah. So I don't know what what he's doing. Uh, He's just checking us out. Um, The other two people that I know that we top their podcast lists is our uh, first ever follower. Um, Followed us on Twitter and uh um, so big shout out to patients for supporting yes. us. Um, and another one is one of my daughter's friends who I don't know. Okay. So, nice. um, she, she told me that we, uh, we, we, we took the top spot and, uh, she's listened to every single episode. Um, some of them she's listened to them twice. Nice. So, well, yeah. Does she have a name? I don't know her name. Okay. I'll Super. have to find that out. 
Thank you, super fan. And also, Mr. Adam Saylor's. I think we were number yes. three on Adam Saylor's top five list. And then, right, know, be, right behind Joe Rogan. Yeah, right behind Joe Rogan. That's right. So um, that is cool. I mean, that's uh, uh, awesome to know that people actually do listen to us, uh, even all four of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know that there's other people that listen sporadically and everything like that. And I know it's probably tedious to listen to us week in, week out for multiple hours on end mm-hmm. we we try to shorten it up but when you got so much to talk about and you have such a good time talking about it yeah fuck it what are we gonna do what are you gonna do hey, we're, we're gonna grow the brand in 2022 mike grow that's the brand. right grow the brand um you know lives are getting adjusted um so you know hopefully we can get uh, back to a more regular schedule and uh keep providing you with updates and whatever content we give you. So, yeah, I think we, I think we realistically only have one show left in us in the rest of the year. Right. Realistically. No. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, it's, it's, I I mean, it's a difficult month. You're, you're finishing up school. I'm done. Um, I'm done with me being officially done on the ninth. That's just officially done. All of my stuff that it is due is done okay so you're you're so, good yeah to go. i have i'm good to go everything my last i turned in my last assignment today okay all right well congrats congrats Thanks. on that okay well maybe we got a, a few shows so so we'll get back on track hopefully i, I think dur- during the week is is out it just can't happen anymore i can't do it so Friday nights are pretty good on my end. So if we can make yeah, that happen, I don't, we can make you it know, happen. My schedule is pretty much free and clear. That is, uh, you know, like I said, I'm still doing the, uh, the, the gig of delivering the wonderful tasting Gambino's pizza. Shout out to Gambino's. Um, mm-hmm. If you got one near you, jump on it. Um, you know, I don't work Friday nights. That's just, it's not my contract. <laughs> During the negotiations. Mm-hmm. I said nope, no Friday nights. So the busiest Friday. night of a pizza establishment. Yeah, yep, it's pretty good. That, that's you know, that's star power. That is star power. All right, what do we got for uh, the next episode, Mike? Um, well, I mean, I think we probably should take a listen to the new Tom Morello. Okay. And I'm gonna throw the Adele. I haven't listened to the Adele album yet. Okay. I mean, there's there's a lot that we could choose. I mean, the new Robert Plant and Allison Krauss, mm-hmm. which I do have sitting next to my chair. I haven't broke it open yet. Oh, we didn't even talk about record. Store we didn't day. even talk about record store day. What did you get at record store day? Yeah, we'll just make it brief. I uh, was happy to pick up uh, Ozzy Osbourne's picture disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more tears. Um, no more tears was on the list of albums I wanted to buy from Jump, uh, so I was very happy to get that. Um, and then outside of Record Store Day, I purchased Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. Nice. Yeah, that's a so, good one. Yeah, that was, I was pretty happy about that. So I got, um, I did get one Record Store album. I got the uh, Crowbot Rat Child EP. Oh, did you? Okay. Yep. Um, I got that one. Um, I got the aforementioned Robert Plant and Allison Krauss, Raise the Roof. And then I picked up an import um, of Stone Temple Pilots MTV Unplugged from 1993. 
Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, again, with, with my free time, um, has now, like I said, been caught up. I have a whole stack of albums here that I have not listened to, um, that I need to get to. So this is, this is what's on my list real quick. So Robert Plant, Crowbot, uh, the Stone Temple Pilots. I did get Halcyon vinyl, vinyl. Um, John Cougar Mellencamp Scarecrow, which I bought that in Oklahoma City mm. when I went to the Foo Fighters show. Yeah, um, Chevelle. This type of thinking could do us in. Um, LL Cool J, Radio, Zach Brown Band, The Foundation, Corn Untouchables, Elvis, Fifty Years, Fifty Hits, Astro Creep. 2000, White Zombie, Metallica, Ride the Lightning, Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power, uh, Power Metallica, Kill em All, George Strait, uh, looks like a Greatest Hits album, and that's it. Wow, that's a lot of listening. I, I think my daughter broke my speaker uh, that I listened to on vinyl, uh, so I got to figure out that situation, if it can be salvaged, and uh, so we'll see if I can get any vinyl listening in to this month if not uh, i'm gonna have to figure out a speaker situation yeah that's not good is it that yeah. big one yeah it's this the rock blocker it works i mean it the speaker works uh-huh. but she likes to play with the cord that goes from the from the record player to the speaker and now for some reason i can't plug in that cord into the uh into its port anymore oh no yeah I don't know what the issue is, so that's something I'm going to have to work on this weekend, or else I'm I, I got to find an alternative option to my to my vinyl listening. Yes, well, run to your local Walmart. I know they sell those speakers there. Not maybe not that brand, but they do sell big speakers there. Yeah. So, right on. Well, then, so what are we what what are we listening to? Uh, I think I'll you were fine. I think you were yeah. I think you were fine with Adele and. Was the second one? Uh, oh, Tom Morello. Yeah, I think that's okay. a fine duo. We can do it okay. with that. All right, top five list. Uh, do you want to continue with bands? Just I think top so. five songs from bands. Okay, I, I name Metallica, so we'll give you this particular band to name. Now, we've done Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. We've done Metallica. Did mm-hmm. we do? Did we actually do Alice in Chains? I'm pretty confident we did, Alice and Chains. I think so. When they anyway. when they talked about yeah, when they talked about a top twenty five list or something like that. Yeah. All right. So let's go. Hmm. Let's see. Let's go top five. Hmm. There's only ten thousand bands to choose between. I I know I know I know, but I want it to be a fun one. Okay. Um. Let's do top five Stone Temple Pilot songs. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like some STP. Get me back into the STP listing for a week. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm for that. Okay, let's make it happen. All right, folks, you got it. That's what's happening. We'll try to do better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's it. Hey, that's all we can do on a on a daily basis. Just do better. Yeah, I think that just goes for everything you do in life. Just yeah, do that's better. a good goal. Let's just, just do better. Do better. We'll be in more. The... We'll be more uh, ready to roll next week. We right. just kind of threw this one together. We wanted to get a record out because of all the news that's out there. So I'm just yeah. happy. I'm just happy we got to talk. 
Exactly. It's been a, it's been a, like you said, a month of Sundays. That's right. But in the meantime, folks, make sure you check out off the rails with Will and Doug, your weekly dose of, uh, tomfoolery, debauchery, um, craziness. Um, and also if you have any comments, suggestions, stuff you want to hear, hit us up on social medias at this time, you know, where we're at, what we do until next week. Stay safe, be happy. Happy holidays. Goodbye. Goodbye.